0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the newly announced Grandmaster Nightfall coming to Destiny 2 in Shadow of the Worthy. Season of the Worthy. Sorry. Season of the Worthy. Shadow of the Worthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live. And if you're on YouTube hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button helps me out. I appreciate everybody who's been doing that. So the next season not Shadow of the Worthy. It's called Season of the Worthy. They've announced that there's a new Nightfall level coming Grandmaster. Now we touched on this in my other video about the sniper nerve so the grandmaster nightfall is going to touch on a lot of themes both in that video and in other videos that we may do we're talking about the the nature of balance in the game creating importance in your builds and your mods and you know charge with light there'll be new seasonal mods next season as well and I think this is part of that discussion. It's a, it's a very pivotal and I believe central piece to Bungie continuing to help the game move into a place where you're not just focusing on a meta build or a meta exotic weapon. You're focusing more on crafting a particular build with min-maxing in your mind and that won't happen if the game doesn't press in on you. So what do we know? We're going to talk about that. We don't know a lot so we're going to kind of just read through what they announced. Then I'm going to say what's the point? Like, what? Why would we want to run harder content? Why do we need anything that's hard than we presently have why go beyond a master level nightfall right now and then i want to end by theorizing that this is probably going to be a version of contest modifier and not like an infinitely you know additive challenging you know piece of content like every season they're not going to do another version grandmaster then ultra master then infinite master like i don't think they're going to do that so i'm just going to read to you what they wrote in the blog post first to set the stage they said with the following changes will be coming out at the beginning of season of redacted they're not saying season of the worthy yet that's fine some are some of these changes are in preparation for a new pve challenge coming later in the season a new nightfall difficulty officially dubbed grandmaster will test even the most proficient guardians we'll have more details about this new ordeal in the coming weeks but for now we have information from the dev team about the changes forthcoming so we're going to get some details hopefully in the coming weeks about this we'll revisit this maybe with another video once they do that I want to set the stage though with respect to some of the bigger things that are going to be coming out from this it's clear they're targeting hardcore players with this they said the most proficient guardian so this is not one of those most dedicated players' lines that could be taken a couple different ways. When they say the most proficient guardians, they are targeting the folks that go into end game content. They want that aspirational challenge, and that's been somewhat absent. The artifact is certainly playing a part there, and really strong loadouts and builds are also playing a part in why a lot of the content doesn't feel that challenging. This is also, I think, one of the fundamental reasons behind some of the nerfs. If you watch my sniper video, I really touched on this, and we talked about it a lot today. Essentially, what I said is. Armor 2.0 landed in Shadowkeep and gave us more personalization and customization than we've ever really had, and that's meant to add on top of the raw damage of the weapons that you get. So if you look at weapons as like a raw damage as like a baseline number, and then you can add on top of that with charge with light, buffs and debuffs and, you know, ammo finders and reserves and things of that nature, and also just min-maxing your stats to make yourself feel a little bit stronger, recover a little bit faster. These are things that are likely not going to matter until they take you into an environment where you're actually being challenged with difficulty and they need to tone down some of the things that are really strong so I know people are upset about the nerfs and buffs I continue to say let's give them the time let's kind of wait and see okay what exactly is the game gonna look like next season and trying to remember that every season they are attempting to push the game further in a direction where we haven't gone before. So stop thinking like a Destiny 1 player where you need your Galahorn or you need your Dark Drinker or you need your Izanagis or your Whisper or your Black Spindle and start thinking more about how armor as a system is going to need to be complementing your build and I believe Grandmaster Nightfall is hopefully their attempt to do that, give you an area that is aspirational that presses in on you. That leads to the first question that I have to ask though, what's the point? At a ground level, this seems to be an answer to the need to min-max. Starting in January of this year in 2020, everybody was saying that they were bored. I started talking about min-maxing, creating really, really strong builds, chasing armor, and people were like, there's no reason to do that. There's no content where I really need to min-max and think about having the absolute best recovery and resilience and other stats, as well as a lot of us weren't even experimenting with charge with light mods. That's kind of a separate discussion. I, t- I covered that in my my mods discussion, how they're giving us more free- you know freedom with seasonal mods, and I covered why that was so important. But by and large, this feels like a potential answer to the question of what's the point? Why why min-max? The other thing that needs to be asked here is what's the point with respect to the reward? It's gonna need to be something significant. I don't think it can just be another Nightfall. Another Nightfall reward. Oh, we're gonna ratchet up Ascendant Shards are guaranteed now. Or Exotics are guaranteed now. I, I don't know if that's gonna be enough. That doesn't feel like a capstone... To the current grind in nightfalls the current grind in nightfalls feels like a get as much as you can craft as much as you can level up your armor as much as you can and prepare for something like this and so i you know i'm even envisioning them expanding this to other pieces of the game because that feels like me like the destination for your min max i don't know why you would do all of the min maxing and crafting to go into a harder piece of content just to do more crafting and min-maxing. I feel like there's going to need to be some level of a significant loot drop, maybe targeting exotic drops, because I know that's that's kind of a pain point right now. you got to run a ton of Nightfalls, hoping the right armor drops, and then hoping it has the right affinity. So maybe targeted exotic drops. I'm not actually sure what they're going to do, but I do think, before we know any more details, I think it needs to be more than just another currency grind. I think that'll be kind of disappointing. And I also think... This will likely be the last difficulty. Like, what's the point? Are they just gonna keep adding one every season? No. I think this will be the final difficulty for you know nightfalls and other content potentially as well i don't know if they're going to extend this to nightmare hunts or or anything else but i want to end by talking about contest modifier we've been kind of debating this morning about this like contest modifier is essentially this thing that ignores how strong you are and it treats you as if you're a specific level so that you see swords the whole time obviously if you go in massively underleveled, you're going to see skulls it doesn't like raise your level but it keeps you at a certain level so if you're at level 980 990 or a thousand it doesn't matter that contest modifier will ignore that and say, nope, we're going to view you as you know 10 levels below this encounter. So the encounter is 980 and we're going to view you as a 970 and you see swords the whole time. Contest modifiers only used on a day one raid challenge uh, when everyone's going for the day one raid race and they do this to keep everybody on an even keel. Nobody has more power or damage or more damage resistance over another team and that's a really really good way to make it a fair race and people have been kind of saying why not throw this into other content it maintains a delta and maintains some of that pain point i believe some people have overstated contest modifier it's too painful we're too squishy they're too hard i am one that consistently preached against deltas i'm not a big fan of deltas i think one of the reasons i disliked delta so much was prestige leviathan was extra painful not just because of the delta but double primary as well i think the i think the delta highlighted just how bad double primary was it wasn't necessarily just the delta's fault i also think right now seeing swords is very tolerable you're not seeing skulls you're not getting one shot you got to be more aware and i've consistently said this morning in the discussion and debate I don't really care or get concerned about recovery, getting into cover. What about my resilience? How long can I stay alive in this encounter? How long before I have to get into cover? How quickly can I get into cover and recover? I don't don't worry about any of that if the game's not pressing in on me. If you go into aspirational endgame content and essentially do what you do everywhere else, where you know, whether it's a strike or something, where you get to the power delta and you face tank a bunch of damage because you know that you're not really under any threat, well then, all of the things they're adding with Armor 2.0 don't go anywhere in your mind. You don't care about any of those stats, you don't care about min-maxing. This is one of the only ways they're really gonna press on your build and say, hey, you really gotta consider going for better stat rolls, or move some things around, or prioritize some of your stats over just Getting tons of ammo, you're gonna have to consider that and the survivability and the lethality and the efficiency of your team when you go into content that really presses on your current build that might not be as thoughtful as one that's more min maxed. The other reason that I think this is the final difficulty is if you look at the naming structure adept hero legend master grandmaster is a modification of master i mean adept and hero and legend and master almost have nothing related to each other they're not pulling from another name so master going into grandmaster i feel like is a small clue that grandmaster will just be a modified version of master and i believe it'll largely be pulling from what we know contest modifier does on a day one raid race contest i believe is the way to solve multiple problems Number one, you got the artifact every season posing a problem to true endgame content feeling difficult. Uh, Aspirational challenges. Don't feel all that challenging once you get to the delta. So anytime they add aspirational content, you can kind of bide your time, live in a lost sector, pop bounties, and then get your artifact leveled up and then nothing's truly hard. Also, this creates a destination for you. It's a destination to say, you've been min-maxing, you've been farming nightfalls and getting currency. Here's a place for you to go. The question marks that remain are... How are they going to make it truly challenging? And what will the rewards be? I believe that's one of the larger sort of, okay, this sounds nice, but what's going to be kind of the point? In the long term even if it doesn't have an incredible reward out of the gate, it's still, hopefully, a good system to create scalability for Bungie to do something every season and every year so that there's always this sense of there is the hardest area to go to and there's a reason to go there. We we need a system that that is scalable so we're not always so overpowered and then potentially my big hope here is that we get Grandmaster Raids to bring back Raid Difficulty Spectrum and a reason to get all the mods and get all the good things. That would be a great value point this could be the beginning of that true and fun end game aspirational system coming back to destiny that we haven't had i don't think since wrath of the machine so as always we're going to transition to q a if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Grandmaster Nightfalls coming in the next season. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button. That helps me out. I appreciate all the support lately on YouTube. Thank you guys for that. Hollywood Zero, as a hobbyist, I just want to play to relax, not sweat out difficult content. What do you think? of our content now doesn't require grinding out elite difficulty content in order to participate. Well, I think people tend to overreact a little bit when we start talking about aspirational content. There are there are the people that are like, "Well, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, well then don't." Right? I don't like Gambit. I don't like the I don't like the way Gambit's experienced. I don't like the way that they make Gambit difficult. I don't like the pathway to victory. So, do you know what I do? i don't play gambits like if you don't like really challenging tough content aspirational content is the key here if you don't like it that is actually totally fine it's generally more normative for folks to not really land in aspirational content on a regular basis you go to most games and the aspirational hardcore challenging stuff is typically at the very tippity top, and there's less of it than than the bulk of the meat, day-to-day, more meat and potatoes content. So, I, you know, if you're more of a hobbyist, you just want to play to relax, that's totally fine. If they add Grandmaster Nightfalls, maybe, they add grand, maybe in the future they add Grandmaster Raids, Grandmaster Dungeons, okay? This could be Bungie's way of gearing up for a really, really good Age of Triumph, where the whole game gets this treatment for the folks that really want to, you know, have those challenges and have those cool rewards. If that's not appealing to you, man, there is plenty for you to do. You know, you don't even have to mess with it. Um, what if it's the season's focus, Lord of Time? I don't think they're going to deviate to that. I really, really don't. I don't think they're suddenly going to be like, you know what? We've really found a good stride here with player, you know, with player population and, you know, targeting the more mid lane players. Somebody ran the Charlemagne numbers this morning. A million people played yesterday. Uh, eight and a half thousand, uh, eight, 850,000 people played PVE Uh, Almost 500 played Crucible. I mean, they're they're still, they are still clocking in a million players a day, according to Charlemagne. And I just, I don't think they're going to suddenly deviate from that and be like, you know what? We got Trials, we got Grandmaster Nightfalls, and the brand new seasonal grind that you're going to have to go into to get the new stuff is going to be horribly difficult. I don't think they're going to do that. they I, I believe they have found a nice stride. This feels like a bit of a, a bit of a... I don't even know what to call it. They're throwing a bone to the more hardcore, more proficient players. They are not going to make it the focus of the season. I really don't think that's likely. I, I know people get tired of me making making predictions about what Bungie's going to do, and then I want to put a feather in my cap when I get it right. A lot of my predictions are not based off of, I'm just like grabbing stuff out of thin air, and then I get lucky. Generally, I've got a good track record of making predictions because I make predictions that are in line with patterns and things that Bungie has been doing or things that they've been communicating and so in general I don't think at this point what what they're planning on doing would be to completely deviate from everything they set up both in Shadowkeep and in Season of Dawn that would be very very odd to just suddenly disrupt that Although with trials coming, you could say this season is throwing a few bones to the hardcore community, right? You got trials for the hardcore PvP players, and we got Grandmaster Nightfalls. So you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a season of season of the hardcore. They learned with with season of the Drifter not to do that. Do not appeal to a minority. Don't make a don't make an entire season for the for the minority of the player base. That uh, that doesn't go over all that well. Fresh King since snipers and grenade launchers are the only dps weapons we are really using right now uh, and they are getting nerfed do you think that they will still be using them with most bosses getting close to is impossible do you think they just want us to be straight out weaker the big dilemma here is people are conflating two subjects Izanagi's needed to be nerfed because it was an outlier. Snipers are getting taken back to pre-Shadowkeep buff because in Bungie's experiments and their internal testing, they feel like when content gets harder, everybody's gravitating to snipers. They want to have more diversity within that sort of secondary class of weapon. You have to remember, you this is a special weapon discussion snipers are a special weapon they're not a heavy weapon if you really want to push dps generally speaking in the history of the game you're using your super or a heavy weapon and there are plenty of heavy weapons that enable you to do that from a distance linear fusions are in a good place right now machine guns are okay i think they're a little too nerfed they could bring them up a tad rockets do need help sure grenade launchers will probably still be viable uh, and they're going to give him, I think, a little bit more ammo. And then you also have—I'm um, trying to think of the other one that I left out. You can do almost all of those from a distance. Most of the heavy weapons that we've been using for damage at a distance have either been the, the whisper—it's a heavy weapon, linear fusion like a sleeper, grenade launcher from a distance, you know, rocket launchers when they didn't suck at a distance. Swords are really the only heavy weapon that you you would you would want to push and get close with most of the time we're doing dps on a boss we do it at a distance the only boss that we really went up to and gut busted was axis and the only real reason we used swords was because his hitbox was kind of weird you the spin of the dark drinker could hit legs multiple times it's also one of the reasons why cluster bombs were so effective against him so, in I think in a very, very general sense, people are kind of conflating topics here. They're like, well, they're making bosses that promote sniper use. I don't know what you're talking about. All the boss designs that I go into, I am using stuff at a distance, whether I'm using the 1K voices or a grenade launcher, uh, machine guns. I, again, I think machine guns need to kind of come back up. But in general, when you go into your collections and you look at heavy weapons, these are what are really designed for damage. Grenade launchers, rocket launchers, linear fusions, and machine guns can all do damage at a distance, and that's generally where you're going to go for DPS. Special weapons should not be your go-to DPS weapon. Ikelos, when it was a go-to DPS weapon, the Ikelos shotgun did more damage than exotic heavies, and that needed addressed. Izanagi's in a similar vein, and I think Bungie's looking at all of the things they're trying to do next season, and snipers, presently, with the nerf they did in Shadowkeep, are frustrating some changes that they're trying to do in Grandmaster Nightfalls. Keep in mind... Something I was talking about this morning is... If you picture my lower arm and my higher arm as two different things you can do... The lower arm down here is your raw damage potential. You get a bunch of good weapons out of the box, whether it's a really, really good sniper rifle with with firing line or box breathing. And then, up here is the maximum amount of optimum DPS you can get to. Right now, going up here with your build with charge with light, with debuffs and buffs and different abilities, we don't even really need to pay much attention to that. Our raw damage is so strong, there's no need to think about any of those things. And the example that I Gave was in the Garden of Salvation fight. I was using my Tranquility Sniper and I had Enhanced Relay Defender on multiple armor pieces, and my sniper had Box Breathing, and I was using it on the Cyclopses. Okay, and I realized I was doing so much damage that I didn't need to use box breathing anymore. If you lower the raw damage of a weapon to be more in line with what Bungie thinks is acceptable and then you bring that damage up, whether it's with charge with light mods, box breathing itself is a perk, firing line is a perk, or in this case, enhanced relay defender. If, if there's that sense of, if I'm gonna get to maximum DPS, I've got to do things with my armor. The way I said it earlier is, right now, you can get to maximum DPS and not give a lick about your armor or your stats or your mods. You can just ignore it. So imagine that maximum DPS is level 10, okay? Let's say there's 10 levels of efficiency and DPS optimization, and you can get to level 10. Right now, we can get to level 10 by just equipping the right gun. Yeah, just put that on. If Bungie creates a system where you can get to level 10, you really can have maximum efficiency and really good DPS optimization, but you have to get there through customization, through good stats, through good mods, through good builds, number one, that's way more personalization brought into the game, that's creating an actual harmonious system between the armor and the weapons that presently does exist, but it doesn't feel all that necessary. I was trying to show people, like, man, there's really fun builds you can do right now, you can do a build where you're always having ammo for your swords, your machine guns, and you're sacrificing. You're super, and people were talking about in chat the other day. You know, there's all these with light builds you can do, and a lot of the pushback from folks is like, "Well, I don't need to do any of that. I don't need to. No, no, nothing is really challenging me." I think Bungie's trying to get to a place where truly aspirational content does that. It leans in on you, it pushes on you, it's tough, and you have to start considering well, what's, my re- what's my resilience at, what's my recovery, where's all these numbers sitting, what-, what mods am I running, how am I bolstering my guns, am I using mods, am I using a build, am I supporting my team, am I buffing while this guy's debuffing, like, if you're not in an environment where you're even considering those things, then Bungie hasn't really created aspirational content. We can't complain that everything's too easy, and then get mad when Bungie wants to bring things down a little bit so that you have to work for it. You shouldn't be able to be hitting optimum DPS by like just use the right weapon. And their news—that's D1. People are thinking like D1 players. Oh, I just throw on Galley, just throw on Sleeper, just throw on Dark Drinker. No, you, if you want to get maximum DPS, you should have to earn it. Like you should have to really, really push and come up with a build and come up with a, a, a synergy between your armor and your and your and your guns and they're never going to get there if they don't create content that's tough, content that's somewhat delted, and bring th- certain things into, into sort of a lane of this is good but if you want to make it better you got to come up with different ways of building and different mods and different different ways of, of creating an actual loadout the pushback for that in my opinion would be that they need to give us a way to grind for good stat roll armor then I love uh, build crafting but you can't do it properly right now Again, Morgan, Morgan's baby daddy, they're they are turning a lot of knobs right now, so what do they do to empower the armor grind a little bit? We don't know the full scope of the picture yet, but if you get a god roll pair of boots next season, you can change the affinity. That right there, you know, they're level 3 or 4 or something, it's not that costly to change the affinity that right there may alleviate some of what you're talking about. I do agree with you. I think they could afford to give us a little bit more intentionality about an armor pursuit. But I do think as armor's dropping it's going to be less painful and we're probably going to do a better job of getting armor to, 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 cr- to build craft with since we can change, we can change affinity so they're turning a lot of knobs I think, I think that's why I'm always telling people I even mean, zoom all the way out here they are trying to create a system where you do worry about your armor and your stats and building something that does synergize with your you know your guns I could go into art content right now with trash armor and stats equip no mods and just absolutely decimate content with the Izanagi's, and then on top of Izanagi's, I can run armor 2.0 builds that basically gives me ammo the whole time. Like armor 2.0, think of it like this, let's imagine you've got 10 points that you can spend like in Call of Duty. Armor 2.0 is accounting for some of the points you can spend to make yourself powerful. The problem is, is you can get to, you can get to like 10 points of power and not do really anything with your armor and armor can come on top and say, oh, 10 points of power. No, this is taking you to like 15. So we're just absurdly strong in a lot of the content. Number one, none of it's none of it's delted, so the artifact just pushes you above at or above the damage, you know, the, the the light level or power level of the content. And then on top of that, you have weapons that are so strong. And on top of that, you have armor system that can bolster their ammo. So they always have ammo you know almost almost all the time. It The goal would be when I got to tier twelve Starfire Protocol fusion nade bake on axis that felt really satisfying i didn't get there just oh i just show up and throw on starfire protocol i had to have the right stats or it didn't work as well i actually noticed i started tying and passing people in dps when i did have more discipline i was able to throw the grenades almost instantaneously it made a difference in my damage output and again somebody might be like well Lono you didn't need that extra damage that fight you were two facing in anyway. what's the difference that difference will start to matter I think I think if they can create a truly good, good end game aspirational environment where squeezing a couple more percentages of damage out might actually matter JP Core hey Lono do you think they'll be introducing new gunsmith item in the new Grandmaster Nightfall an item between prisms and shards probably not I don't think so I don't think they're going to just create another currency grind Headshot Hunter. Would a high rolled masterwork armor piece be sufficient reward from Grandmaster Nightfall, or would you want to send in shards too? Okay, the, I think the danger here is Adept to Master makes sense as a system. You're using that system to level up your armor and get to a place where you're kind of you're kind of aspirational ready. And right now people were good to point out there really is no aspirational place to go once we're kind of done with the nightfall grind. I don't think like tacking on just another nightfall grind is going to be helpful. It's like, okay, so we spend all this time grinding and getting ascendant shards and getting all these things and now I'm geared up to go get more ascendant shards and more currency. I don't think that would, that would make any sense there's gotta be something else that they're doing as a reward structure for Grandmaster Nightfalls to me I if they don't do that I think it'll be a valid criticism for folks to say what's the point of this I'll probably try to be nuanced and balanced in my position if that were to happen, where I would criticize and say, you guys finally added aspirational content, but you haven't added good good enough rewards. However, I would tell the community, let's be patient and wait. They may be building this system, this Grandmaster system, and it'll make more sense in the future when there's Grandmaster Dungeons, Grandmaster Raids, Grandmaster Nightmare Hunts, and then they can fill all those things with, with loot worthy of your pursuit. Like... I'll be disappointed if they don't put a good enough reward in there, but at the very least, it does show that Bungie's willing to experiment with um, a spectrum of difficulty that is truly aspirational, and the other thing we gotta consider is, it would be more transcendently aspirational. So right now, you use the artifact, you get so high, and 980 doesn't mean anything to you anymore, but if this had contest modifier turned on then you're you're not you're not really ever above it it's 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 a permanent it's a more permanent um aspirational location for you here's something they could do i didn't put this in my video every season you know how we had the pinnacle grind for the pinnacle weapons um rc man 87 with the prime the brand new prime sub thank you two years from vulcan tech dude thank you for two years they could do every season, they could say, this season's Grand Master Grind, and they could throw a couple of items in Grandmaster Pool that you're trying to get to drop and maybe they rotate week to week or something so you're just grinding Grandmaster Nightfalls hoping that these items drop and they could be Grandmaster weapons or Grandmaster armor pieces or something then they don't have to do anything to the Nightfalls season to season you have to go in and say oh we better do something with Pyramidion we better do something with this no they say yeah every season there's going to be new Grandmaster rewards and if you want to go get them you can get them these would be maybe the beginnings of Bungie testing out the idea of having adept weapons. Not, we don't need to bring back the era of mountaintop recluse where the weapons are absurd and like, why would you use anything else? But they could be adept, a little bit better, a little bit cooler. This sense of if you don't go run it, you're miss, you are missing out, but it's not like the bulk of the seasonal content. They could say, ah, oh, well, you know, you don't have to go for this. There's two or three items a season, but they're grandmaster drops. That would be right off the top of my head I would think that would be one of the better ideas because then the structure and system of nightfalls just 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 churns out every season right think about all the systems that are that are working here they allow you to change um, the affinity of armor so that grinds not so bad the seasonal mod slot flexibility always drives you to next season so you would say near the end of season of the worthy you'd be like I got to start getting Season of the Worthy armor because if I want to use the mods next season, I'm going to need full a full set of armor for next season, right? So that those two systems are interplaying very well. The seasonal, like, oh, hey, welcome to Season of the Worthy. All your Season of Dawn stuff is totally fine. It can use the new mods. But near the end of the season, you're probably going to want to start focusing on getting Season of the Worthy armor so you can prepare for the summer season. So in doing that, that machine's always running, Every season, you need the currency, you need the Ascendant Shards, you need the Prisms. Why? Because you're gearing up for next season, you're getting armor for next season, you're trying new builds. And then, on top of that, they could say, while you're doing all of that and min-maxing and making yourself really strong, there's this thing every season for you to chase as a hardcore player called Grandmaster Loot. There's a couple of drops every season you can go for next season are they doing any new nightfalls are they doing any new strikes no they don't need to it's literally a machine that runs it just keeps running every season you need the currency every season you need the new armor eventually as you're doing that the currency is feeding your ability to level up that armor and as you're leveling up and getting strong out there in the distance waiting for you is grandmaster loot every season that's what i would do that's what i would do I was bungie you let the systems run every season, and the people that are more aspirational are just like, this is great, I finally have stuff to chase, obviously they're gonna get there first, they're gonna get the stuff faster, but still, it would give you that capstone to the season that presently you don't have if you're a really hardcore player uh, brand new prime sub from bishop enjoy the dope badge emotes and the ad free viewing like right now your capstone as a hardcore player was like level up the obelisk you complete your frames faster extra perk on the guns for level 92 on the season and then go for god rolls that wasn't bad but I don't think it went quite far enough for folks Mick Cheshire. do you think lock loadout should continue in grandmaster nightfalls no absolutely not Um, It is clear that Bungie are pushing for loadout diversity, um, yet restricting weapons armor, especially with highly specific loadouts, can hurt the experience. I hope for moments where loadouts are changed according to enemy types uh, ahead of the player. I think modifiers can achieve what they want. If week to week, different modifiers like specialists or small arms or even specific ones like, hey, this week's sidearms are extra strong against You know, champions, and you allow, you know, you have a champion mod that can go on a sidearm or something, you know, scouts and sidearms are stronger this week. You don't have to do anything to your loadout. Here's why locked loadouts don't work. Locked loadout is a modifier, though. Oh, don't freaking split hairs with me, Sagato. You know what I'm saying. Come on. Locked loadouts is not a modifier. A modifier modifies what happens in the game. A curated loadout, it basically says you cannot get in here without this. It's a requirement. A modifier that's in the game, like, you know, solar burn, or the enemy is going to throw more grenades. That's modifying what's happening in the game, making me put on a specific loadout. Is not really a modifier. It's the it's like it's like a it's like a power level gate. You wouldn't say, oh, you have to be 900 to come in here. You wouldn't say it's a modifier. Just like I don't think you can say you have to run a scout and a sidearm this week. That's not a modifier. That's a <coughs> that's like a content requirement. Okay. Here's why it doesn't work logically imagine that they're doing this as a capstone and the capstone is spend all this stuff right spend all this time and stuff and energy gearing up to go into Grandmaster Nightfalls and when you get there they're like hey that build you've been working on all those stats all those modifiers and the synergy between your armor and your guns yeah well screw that you have to come in here with these guns that, that doesn't work Like, logistically, the problem with that is you're going to a place in the game where folks naturally get there and kind of have their build. They have their loadout, the god roll weapons that they went for, the mods on the armor and the synergy with their stats and the way that they like to play. And you're basically saying, why are you, why are you doing that? Oh, locked loadouts, not curated loadouts. I'm sorry. I'm con- I'm probably confusing the people in chat. I'm such a freaking idiot. Okay. Somebody asked earlier about curated loadouts and he said, Bungie's pushing for loadout diversity yet restricting weapons and armor. When he said weapon diversity, my mind went to curated loadouts. I am sorry. Okay. So there's two things here. Okay. there's 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 two things here in play. Locked loadout doesn't really bother me in strikes but I don't I don't know I don't know if it's that important that's what you meant locked okay Sagato I was like what do you mean curated loadouts is not a modifier curated loadouts is something that's not been very common in the game they did it once actually twice people generally didn't like it all that much Spire of Stars and Eater of Worlds their their prestige versions basically were like you have to run these weapons it was curated you you like you, you like you can't even go in without it um locking loadouts here's why i don't really think lock loadouts is is helpful i get why they do it but the pro- the, the problem is is that you basically make people commit to something and then oh man i don't, I don't I like i mean i want i want to change this let me go back out to orbit right so I think curated, curated loadouts create this sense of welcome to the end game, all the stuff that you worked on, yeah, well, we're going to make you run something else. That doesn't really work if you're trying to curate, if you're trying to actually have this build that you've crafted. Locked loadouts, I think, especially in Sundial, is like extra frustrating because each instance of the Sundial is very different than the last. The reason that it probably would be okay in a nightfall is because if it's like the nightfall of the ordeal, you know where you're going. I'm going into the Pyramidian. I know what the Pyramidian is like, I know what weapons I want to use, I know what loadout I need to g- do, there's no matchmaking so I can, I can I can synergize with my team in orbit before going down. So locked loadouts I don't think are that big of a deal in content like a Nightfall Strike. I don't like it in Sundial because opening encounter in Sundial, the first encounter, the second encounter, the final encounter, they are all so freaking different right? Like, I, I don't like locked loadouts there, because sometimes it's like, well, I, I would love to run this in the first encounter, and then second encounter, I'd, I'd love to switch it. A strike is a little bit different, because a strike generally has, like, a feel throughout the entire time. Sundial really didn't have that. I don't think locked loadouts landed that well. So, sorry for the confusion. I read the second part of his question, and it made me interpret the, oh, diversity of loadouts, but then they're going to force you to run a certain thing. Um, and and again, it, I I was I was already tracking on the thing that people said this morning. Like people were asking about curated loadouts this morning, and I was already on that wavelength. Next question, Specter. It'd be cool to see a Grandmaster specific armor piece or weapon. Also off topic, but what'd you think of exotic armor quest? I mean. I'm not going to get opinionated about armor quests or exotic gun quests, so I'm not really going to answer that part of your question, but as far as like Grandmaster specific armor or weapons, I just, I just highlighted that a little bit ago. There was no way for you to know that before you submitted your question, but I already kind of outlined how I think they could do that season to season. Ash and Hollow. Should NPCs have separate donation buttons, one for armor, one for guns? Um, oh, when you, like, punch your tokens in? I don't really care. I don't think buying... I don't think getting stuff from token slamming is is, is something that needs to be refined. We should be getting loot out in the world. By Cult. Do you feel barrier champions are disproportionately difficult compared to Unstoppable and Overload? They de- The delay in stun, where they can just unload on you while you spend time breaking the barrier, feels very strange compared to the two other types when severely underleveled. I think... I think anti-barrier champions need to maybe just not shoot when they're recharging their shields. Um, If it was more like a Titan bubble where they do it and you're like, ah, shoot, I didn't handle, I didn't do a good job. I got to break their shield now. The general problem is once that shield goes up, there is now an exchange that needs to happen. You can just wait and say, ah, forget it. I'll just hide and then you're not interacting with the barrier. You're ignoring the mechanic. It's not much different than the people that just double Izanagi's because you're ignoring the mechanic. You're shooting them before the shield comes up. Okay, so that's ignoring the mechanic. The other version of ignoring the mechanic is, oh, forget this. I'm not going to try and break the barrier. I'll just wait until they're done, and then I'm going to go hit them with a sword, or I'm going to spam them with heavy. I think the big problem, and the reason people pivot to those two versions of what is essentially ignoring the mechanic is... If I have to commit to a line of sight shield break, I'm getting freaking baked. The guy just starts spamming his attack or, or shooting me, or the knights would like launch those boomer attacks. What? No. No. If you're going to make me commit to like a line of sight sustained damage shield break... Then they shouldn't be able to shoot while they're doing it. It should be like a titan bubble, like they can't shoot out of it. It's protecting them and letting them heal. Think about like when a knight puts up his little wall, right? He starts to heal. You can't shoot through it. He can't shoot through it. You can shoot through everything with the right mod with, with the right weapons and modifiers. There were weapons in D1 that could shoot do, do pass through. But by and large, I think that's the main issue with anti barrier. Is the two most common instances of people engaging with anti barrier is they're ignoring the barrier you're either i i just go up and two swing them with a sword and they're dead or you do double izanagis on them during like a nightmare hunt or a nightfall i we're not interacting with the barrier the point of the barrier is if you don't do enough damage you all of a sudden are like oh crap we got to pop the barrier then we get a stun then we can continue damage and the problem is like oh we didn't do enough damage let me stop the barrier oh i'm getting shot i have to go into cover i'll forget it just wait so most people have just sort of decided to just ignore the barrier itself and you're just trying to do like an insta-kill on them. I don't know, because like, unstoppable guys are like, why even waste the ammo? Stun them, because they take like twice as much ammo, if not more, when they're not stunned. They're like real tanky until you stun them. Overloads don't seem to really do anything. Um, I don't. They're just like aggressive, I guess. Like, I don't really know what overloads are supposed to do. So to me... If they want people to engage with anti-barrier, then you, you you gotta do something else when the shield's up. Yo, what's good, Clyde? Oh, you're welcome, man. Um, I don't know. It's almost like, so basically, no one's using anti-barrier mods. Aren't you just countering the champion by killing them before the barrier? Listen to what I'm saying, Remorse. They have an entire system and mechanic on the on the champion and then they have mods to meet that and no one's doing that. So they've created an entire system and we're just ignoring it. I don't I can't tell you the last time I ran an anti-barrier mod. I would say that's a failure in the design of the system. It's like forget it. Just I'm I'm quote unquote ignoring I'm ignoring the mechanic. I'm just killing them really fast with heavy. And if we mess up, we just hide from them, wait for the champion shield to go away, and then we go kill them. You don't even need. You don't even need the dumb. You don't even need the dumb mod. Uh, the mod. That's my point. We're just ignoring the entire system. Yo, Clyde with 11 months. Thank you, dude. Does that make sense? Like. Uh, pfft. imagine if you could do the same thing with the Unstoppable guys. You could just go up and two-swipe them with a the sword. It would be like, I don't understand, why would I ever run Unstoppable? <laughs> just wait for the ogre to get close and swipe him a couple times with the sword, or wait for the ogre to come around the corner and bake him with some grenades. You don't do that because the Unstoppable mechanic, you definitely feel the need to run it. You, you're just ignoring the barrier, the, the anti-barrier mod. You're like, I don't even need it, forget it. Who cares? And overloads aren't prevalent enough. They're not even in the content. They're not even in Sundial, so we don't use those. So they create this entire system. Like, go into your menu. Go into your menu. Look at the artifact. They create this entire system, the entire first lane. Anti-barrier, and then three unstoppables, and then an overload. Anti-barrier works on... Um, what is this for? Bows, scouts, and pulse rifles. So this is basically three mods. It's essentially these three right here. Scout, Pulse, Bow, Unstoppable but they just combined it all in the one so this mod right here is tantamount to three mods and it's completely irrelevant and nobody's using it thankfully Unstoppable like from, a, from like a visual perspective at least these are getting used more often and then Overload like who really gives a frick I mean obviously if you're going into Nightfalls you might need to run them but like they don't even show up in Sundial I really hope the Grandmaster is not just negative modifiers. I would prefer it to just be a contest modifier of Master. Just do contest modifier. Um, and I think, at a ground level, let's ignore Grandmaster Nightfalls for a second. Modifiers in general just need to be tweaked. There need to be some that benefit us. When Like, going into hard content and being like, hey, all the modifiers that were fun and benefited me, they're all gone. And now the enemy has twice as many negative modifiers. Ugh. Get the frick out of here. No. Like, don't take away all of my fun. I was running Sundial. It was Solar Brawler, and I was running around with Peregrine Greaves. And then I went to Master Sundial so that we could, um, I forget what we did it. Oh, so we could get the Inatam Triumph. I go in there, and I don't realize, I forget, oh, they took away Solar and Brawler from me. I should have switched to Bubble. That, to me, is dumb. I'm just gonna say it. That's my opinion. I mean, I know people might see it differently. I think that's dumb. It's like, hey man, come run this content. Oh yeah, we got these modifiers going. It's really fun. You can run this build, that build, this build, blah blah blah. You know, and then you go all the way to the top, and you're like, wait, it's all negative. This all sucks. Like, I think Nightfalls in general are not are not inviting. Now, it might be a good, it might be a good farm, but like, this is just so gross. Incoming void and environmental damage increased. Match game. Enemy shields are highly resistant to all unmatched elemental damage. Okay. Uh, equipment locked. Okay. The mo- This mode contains additional champions. Okay, that makes sense. Famine. All ammunition drops are significantly reduced. And then we have these two champions. Oh, and we're not done when defeated scions spawn void grenades at their feet. It, like, how far are you going to go over here? <laughs> how far? in 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 my estimation if you're going to add this many negative modifiers give me two that are pretty nice give me void and heavyweight give me void brawler give me void grenadier give me something like give me something you know like I, that's what i mean like modifiers have just become modifiers have just become how hard can we make this quiz you know it's like when you take a quiz and you feel like the the, the teacher takes pride in making and oh <laughs> yeah the average grade in here on that test was a D plus yeah I really did a good job no you freaking didn't there's no badge of honor you either suck as a teacher or your test construction's cheap like that's no badge of honor that a bunch of people got bad scores in your test it's the same way with the years like <laughs> man whoo it's really painful to play this content that's not that's not good that's not good (laughs) it's not good design something just a little something you know so at least i could go in there and say oh it's small arms oh it's it's this burner that burn i'm gonna run this over here you know I think modifiers should influence loadout change, not well, you better hide a whole lot. Yeah, don't there's grenades on the ground, they're throwing more grenades, knockbacks higher, match games on, your equipment's loaded, extinguishes on, and a partridge in a pear tree. It's a cheap purse. JD Gamer. Hey Leno, what do you think Bungie should have done with Legend Sundial to make it better and have better grind to legend? Ultimately, the thing theory that we have around Grandmaster Nightfalls is what I think maybe Sundial could have been. The idea that it's truly aspirational, truly challenging, and then put rewards in there that don't make people feel like, oh, I'll never, I'll never get there. The challenge right now with any seasonal content, okay? Think about what they've announced. Look, look at what this is, okay? It says Grandmaster Nightfall. Nightfalls don't go away. Nightfalls aren't limited. Nightfalls are not, like, uh, going to expire and In three months, it's always there, you know, now maybe that hurts my idea with every season having a couple grand master drops that, that rotate season to season, but generally I think that's the challenge of seasonal content is it's going away in three months. So if you make it truly aspirational, you know, 70% of the community is like, I'm not strong enough to go in there. I don't have a team to go in there. They finally do get strong enough to go in there and the season's close to being over or they never, they just never make it in there. They never get there. They're going to start to feel like the value transmission has been weakened because they're like, well, I paid $10, but I couldn't go into the harder difficulty. I couldn't go get that thing. I think that is one of the challenges with their format that they've come up with. Um they've they've decided that and not decided I mean some of this is a technological limitation the technological limitation is driving them to limit the content how long it's around since it's limited in how long it's around they're like well we probably can't do really really challenging content you know today is spider day people are saying spider sucks spider's lame again alright I'm gonna go check him <laughs> everyone's like is he finally good let's go check him uh, gab Could Grandmaster work like the Rifts in Diablo 3 where the level can go up infinitely like an Artifact? This is not something that I considered since the Artifact can go up continually. Grandmaster can go up continually. I've not considered that. I think the easiest and most likely scenario is that it's just a contest modifier environment. Fear the Sherp. By the way, if you're new or you like coming in for these Q&A sessions and this, it's like an interactive podcast, uh, remember to click follow and turn on notifications on my stream. A lot of new names in chat. Really appreciate that. The support for the channel lately has just been crazy and we're not even in the new season yet. So thank you very much. It's a family friendly stream. It's highly interactive. It's like a podcast you can talk to throughout the day and you don't have to worry about having me on with coworkers around or kiddos around. So thanks for being here. Um, uh, Fear the Sherp says, what if they were to have it to where when you reach level 10, max DPS example that you gave, uh, you need to make sacrifices, like take more damage like ribbons Curse. Well, th- this is where, this is where I think you're getting, you're g- oh, they got Barry and Bow for shards, but not Barry and Bow here. Oh, that would have been perfect chat. I have so many legendary shards and I have so much freaking Barry and Bow. Oh, how much barian bow do I even have? Yeah, I have fourteen hundred. Oh, we were so we were so close to having a good spider day. So close to having a good synergy chat. Here, I'll keep it up so people coming in can see since reset just happened. It's glimmer for dusk light shards and burying bow for shards. Oh, he was I think bungee, yeah, I think bungee's trolling us as well. Um it, I mean, fear the sherp. You're ultimately getting at what I was trying to enumerate to people that, like, if if getting to this this quintessential level ten of DPS efficiency was something that you have to build and not just oh run Nagi, run Whisper, run Galley, right? Like level ten DPS efficiency should something to be that we we work toward and make sacrifices along the way. That's how it should be. Like I, that's the point I've been trying to make to folks like this is why some of these things need to be toned down they're not trying to take away your fun or like oh we're going to nerf this so you use that over there I feel like they're trying to build a system where you actually have to think about build crafting and synergies if you're wanting to create a maximum DPS build as opposed to how do I do maximum DPS oh I need a spike nade grenade launcher okay I'll go get one of those oh I need an Izanagi's oh I need whisper they're cre- people keep forgetting they created this brand new system in Shadowkeep. Armor 2.0 lands and you're ignoring it in in, in a large sense when you're going for these builds. You're just ignoring it. And I think they want to create a way where raw damage is down here, maximum DPS is up here, and the way you get from raw damage to maximum damage is through armor synergy and loadout choices. Not just run this exotic. Um... Can you share your Mars stems? I have a few hundred. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we've had some resubs come in, Jace, with two months, five months from Lang Solo, and two months from Dev Thorm. Guys, thank you very, very much. Spectre. With the addition of Grandmaster, do you think it'll be required step for next season seal? Because that scares me. I have no idea, homie. Double V33. What kind of reward would be sufficient to make players want to run the difficulty consistently? Either special adept stuff like we said earlier, and you would literally call it a Grandmaster drop, or Uh, targeting exotic farming, you know, like we talked about with Xur, how I said you could go and say, I want to get Orpheus rigs all week. Maybe they give you some sort of a targeted farm. I I don't, it has to be something much better than just another currency farm. Claytongs. Is the new Nightfall tier the same as the new PVE activity? I was under the impression that there were differences. We've gotten the form of forward mode PVE activity. now. there'll be a seasonal activity. This is just something they're doing to Nightfalls. They, they did not say this is our PvE activity next season. That'd be very strange. Done 68 Do you think the combination of Ada's blue weapon frames and the season's Battle Pass multi-perk passive on Nightfall exclusives would be enough to incentivize Grandmasters? You're getting there. This is very close to what we already talked about. Grandmaster drops could be this. They'd be adept, they'd be special, but they would not be at arm's length from everybody else. So picture, like a Grandmaster Sword that can drop in Grandmaster Nightfalls and it's got some extra hotness on it you can get that sword in maybe the regular Nightfall, maybe you can get that sword in the seasonal content but if you want the Grandmaster really really hot version you're going to have to go into a Grandmaster Nightfall Cheshire Given how the difficult mode appears to be, aside from exotics that can be grinded for in 980s, is there any reward? We've already addressed the reward. Sorry, Cheshire, we already kind of answered that one. I'm sure you understand. Dragon Slayer. Do you feel that stomp mechanic is diminishing the ability of close-range weapons and high-difficulty content? Do you feel that removing the damage from the stomp but keeping the knockback would be a fix? Um... They're not in the dark about our displeasure about knockback um, and stomp. I really don't think that's like a surprise to them. So obviously, there needs to be some level of... Uh, they need to kind of meet us halfway. Now, that could be something that they mitigate with swords and the new sword design and how guarding doesn't take ammo anymore. Um, I think that could be really, really good. Uh, you know, that that would be, I think, the the best way to go and then say we're also going to be looking at the over the overwhelming abundance of knockback and stomp maybe lowering a little bit as you're saying maybe lowering damage my personal opinion is there should be like a like a slice of a pie okay so imagine you're in front of an ogre and there's this slice in front of him and it's you know I don't know 45 degrees and if so if you're in that 45 degree pie slice and you're on the ground you take maximum damage from him If I'm in the air behind or above the ogre, I shouldn't get thrown back. I shouldn't get hurt. Why? Because that's stupid. So, Dylan confirmed they're not touching Stomp. Well, I think they need to. I think Stomp is overused. I think it's absurd in how it's used. And I think people are sick of it. Listen, if I'm right in front of an ogre and he slaps the ground where I'm standing, sure, I I should take damage from that. But if I'm above him or behind him or next to him or I'm in the air, the damage should either be non-existent or significantly lowered. He's literally slapping the ground. He slaps the ground and I'm in the air above him and I go flying back and I got a sliver of health. And it's like, dude, I was in the air. I was, I was on the way over to him. Um, melee him, you won't move. It's. I mean, if you think I'm in the dark about that, that's that's. Come on, I I know how to I know how to stop stomp. That's not the point. As I said in my outline, as I said, in everything I just said. You're ignoring so much of what I just said. If you think that like, oh, just melee him and you won't move. No, 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 no. I shouldn't have to do that if I'm in the air above or behind him. If I'm in his face sure there could be a bit of a sauce there there could be a there could be a, a, a boxing match especially if I have a sword right I'm right in front of him I guard I block the slam I go back to slicing him up I guard I block the slam you know I <laughs> but if I'm if I'm not in the direct path of the slam I should either take way less damage and should not get thrown back nearly as much it's overused it's overrealized it's freaking annoying. I die more to getting physics a lot of the times than actually getting shot by enemies. It's absurd. And then the ogres have the one that shoots you and shoves you back. <laughs> they, it's like we still want to give them the opportunity to physics you from a mile away. Like they don't even have to be. You don't have to be near them to get shoved by an ogre. Is, they just have to turn some of some of it down. Now, I don't think... Here's where I think a lot of people are making a mistake in the sniper discussion. They're like, well, bosses stomp. That's why we're all using snipers. N- no, y- you're not using... unless it, You're not using Izanagi on a boss because of stomp. You're using Izanagi because it's ridiculously strong. If Izanagi didn't exist, you'd be using a grenade launcher. If grenade launchers weren't strong and rocket launchers were strong, you'd be using a rocket launcher. Linear fusions are also very strong. When machine guns are really, really strong, you use those. Why? Because they were strong. And none of those required you to get very close. People are, people are making, I think, bad connections between Stomp and Snipers being popular. Izanagi was popular because it's ridiculously strong and it's nothing to do with Stomp. And if you're using a legendary sniper on a boss for damage, that's a special weapon. That, that shouldn't be a DPS weapon anyway. It's not built for that. Shotguns, fusion rifles, and snipers are special weapons. They're tier 2 weapons. They're mid-tier weapons. They're not DPS weapons. That doesn't make any sense but it's an exotic okay i know izanagi's does a little bit extra but again it's still a special weapon it should work within the exotic bell curve of a a special weapon and it's functioning as an exotic heavy weapon that's the problem you can't justify a weapon strength just because it's quote unquote an exotic then cold heart and prometheus lens and lord of wolves and all of the other special exotics should out dps heavy weapons it doesn't make any sense there's, every lane has its maximum DPS output, and special weapons should have their own as well. Just because they're exotic, they should still function within the, the, the lane that they're placed in. Uh, the Angry Texan. As someone who's been keeping up with Doom Eternal's development, the devs at ID Software keep repeating that their goal is to push the player into what they call Fun Zone, which is decidedly out of the player's normal comfort zone. Do you think that Bungie can do something similar with Destiny? The, I I do think so. I, this is the challenge that Doom will drop, and it's not a game you've been playing for five years. So you'll drop and you'll feel that pain, and you're gonna want to overcome it. Okay. And then when you go into Destiny, you've been playing for five years, right? And so, it, you're coming in with all these like, oh, this is how I like to play. This is the this is the loadout I like to use. And so, I. People have a hard time letting go. They're like, well, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to experiment. When I took on the mindset of experimentation and trying different things and trying different weapons and sh- shuffling my loadout, I mean, I never used Wendigo that much. And all of a sudden, Wendigo became my go to. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I had to sort of change my mindset. I will admit, one of the reasons I think I took that attitude is I've changed a lot as a gamer. I've played some harder games. I had played, you know, I had played some games where I realized that the game wasn't really at fault. It was it was me sort of refusing to try a different solution and a different tactic, whether it's, you know, Jedi Fallen Order or Sekiro or some of the platformers that I've played, some of the the Metroidvania games, it's not always about just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what's at your disposal. I mean, even in the Batman game I'm playing right now, Batman: Arkham City. They introduce a new enemy type, and I have to stop doing what I've been doing—the early Batman content loop. Right? You just X X X Y X X X Y. You just punch, 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 punch. Oh, it's time to do—it's time to do a counter. And you just keep doing that. Well. That doesn't work when the guys with the blades show up. That doesn't work when the guys show up with the shields. You have to do something new when those guys show up. You have to be willing to change what you've been doing. Well, you accept that in Batman, because you're like, I mean, I have been fighting like that for an hour or two. In Destiny, you're like, dude, this has been my go-to loadout for four months, three months, six months, whatever. I don't want to change. I don't want to experiment. If people were more willing to kind of open up and think about that, I think they could get into a quote-unquote fun zone where you, you leave your, you leave your comfort zone. It's harder to ask people to do that in Destiny because it's just been out for such a long time. Uh, Fear the Sherp. What if they brought back Skeleton Keys as a reward for the new difficulty or adding Skeleton Keys into Strikes and allowing them to be used in the new difficulty? I don't know if this is a solution. I don't it, for them to finally be like, "Hey, we're going to give you aspirational content. We're going to give you Grandmaster Nightfalls," and for them to be like, "And we're bringing back Skeleton Keys." I don't know how well that would go over. Um, I think there's a there's a there's a degree there's a degree of uh, not that's not good enough. There's a degree of you could go a little bit further. Um, there's a lot there that doesn't feel good enough Um, where was the new nightfall announced it was announced in the TWAB last week grandmaster nightfalls as you can see right next to me that's like the title here I didn't put that in the title of the stream because I felt that that was too long grandmaster nightfalls are coming next season Beth and ultimately ultimately skeleton keys are just another currency grind I don't know if another currency grind is the key here for grandmaster nightfalls another currency grind would likely not be met with celebration Um, Beth Gaga Shaggy says could you see them putting a time requirement on Grandmaster Nightfall to get max rewards this would force player toward the enemies instead of hanging back my own personal preference is that timed content I don't like it oh man I don't know but I'm not going to argue with myself I did like the idea of going for time trials in the nightmare hunts it pushed you to troubleshoot in a way that does that. You're maximizing each section. You're coming up with a plan for each each like section of the Nightfall. <sighs> oh, I don't know. I don't want to argue for my preference. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm arguing for good game design. I did like I did like the t- I did like that in Nightmare Hunts. We never would have considered changing our loadouts and doing different things if we could just sit back and slowly pick apart each room if it's dude no each section needs to be about three minutes we can't spend six minutes here we're now well behind timers get cheesed i don't know no no aaron he's not saying the like the like uh like the point system he's saying you got to get to the end in 10 minutes you're not gonna be able to do that if it's really really hard i don't know i i i can feel both sides of my brain here fighting Because I do think hitting a time trial in the nightmare hunts forced me to think and evaluate my loadout in a way I would not have done if it weren't for the time trial. We would have just sat back and took our time. The time trial pushed us to play in a different way and it was really satisfying when we finally figured out, okay, we're making good time. Yep, keep going, keep going, keep going. The synergy, the timing, the strength, the power but then there's another side of me that's like ah, uh, time content's kinda ugh. <laughs> now you could do the thing where you're trying to get a certain number of points and in a certain amount of time you start to lose points so there is a soft push to be like you can't just sit here and take for forever you gotta get there to the end if you fall below a certain point threshold maybe you get less rewards or something I don't know NW2 Killer do you think that they should do something to other modifiers since match game uh, seems to be the only one that makes content difficult yeah I, I don't I, I just gave a little bit of a speech just a little bit ago about modifiers I don't want to belabor the point I don't want to beat the dead horse I think modifiers are far too negative and painful and they take away all the fun um, they don't they don't take they take away all the things that are fun all the positive modifiers all the modifiers that benefit the player go away and they stack what eight modifiers that benefit the, the enemy I, I, I think that's an over realization of what modifiers should be doing should timer be enforced for completion at all? Um, extinguish mod after 15 minutes or something? Paris, I don't think they're going to go back to that because they had it in D2 vanilla and it was so largely hated that they got rid of it. They had extinguish in D1. They also got rid of it. I, as much as people say they want hard content, there's a difference between hard content and content that kicks you in the nuts and sends you packing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, They don't seem to... Now, they're doing extinguish in... Uh, Heroic Menagerie and in Master um, Sundial or Legend Sundial but I don't know. A timer's is just different. It's better to be like let us finish. If the timer gets so low, we get diminished rewards but we at least get to finish and get something and we can come back and apply what we've learned to try to get better. Instead of being like, nope, you're out of time get the frick out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like with the nightmare hunts right we would keep playing every section we were like okay that we kind of messed that up let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going let's keep studying and when we ended we still got resources we still got fragments we still got stuff that we could use at the lectern we still got some semblance of a reward and we also were able to like keep practicing and testing things Instead of, and we didn't get the time trial, we had to go back and try again. So it's like, but if you get to the end like close to the end, and like nope you're out of time, get the frick out. I just don't like the way that feels. I think that's too that's too punishing. 3-2-1 shoot Crota, <laughs> that's two months. 15 months from Bless Binky, thank you. Pixel Pusher. Do you see the new Nightfall level and direction Bungie is moving as a sign that the days of giving us ways to counter negative modifiers thus allowing them to make more ways to challenge us? I certainly hope so. I I really do. The longer you take, the more modifiers you get added would be interesting. Ooh. That would be good. You're like, oh, shoot. We took too long. They just added you know, (laughs) they just added, you know, maybe match game doesn't turn on until you take too long. Ooh, that's really good. Think about that. I like that. Ooh, that's got potential. So speed and like aggressiveness. You would say, let's go, 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 go. We don't wanna have to deal with we don't wanna have to deal with match game. Keep going. Go 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 go. And you're pushing, you're getting close to the enemy. Shotgun, swords, aggression, go, go, go. And then, oh, we took too long. Frick. Here comes here comes the dadgum, you know, match game. And you, sl- it slows you down. I like that. There's really some potential there, um, a way, a way to minimize negative modifiers by playing in a way that's strong and aggressive. I still, you're punishing bad players. Oh, too bad. It's it's aspirational content. Like, of course, you're punishing bad players. It's aspirational content. It's called Grandmaster. Of course. <laughs> Um I'm sorry, that was a little harsh, but still, come on, of course. It's as, it's the hardest difficulty. <laughs> in any case, in any case, I still think they should think about adding some modifiers that help us, and then you could have modifiers that are negative, but again, as it was just said, if you go too slow, they t- they throw on another one. Like boom, now match game is active. Boom. Match game's more resistant. They could have tiers of match game or something. So it's not so bad when it first shows up. And then it gets harder and harder and harder. Again, the idea would be, we don't like the idea of content being hard. Everybody just sitting back. Blunk. Blunk. Snive it. Blunk. 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 Scout. Blunk. 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 Bluh no man push get up there use your shotguns use your grenade launchers use your swords get in there blow their faces off and keep going if we get to the boss fight and it's 7 minutes it's 9 minutes it's 10 minutes whatever we're good we are good let's keep going and then you have that sense of we're strong we min maxed we had ourselves specked out to where we could really really push and be aggressive as opposed to just freaking sit back and slowly pick away at everything I don't know. I I don't want to overbake this cake, but I do really think that an incentive to kill the ads quickly and efficiently that, that, that gives you that shove forward, I think there could be a, a system they come up with. Now, what we're coming up with right now might not be the perfect system. These are just ideas that we're throwing out. There could be better versions of what we're saying. But the idea of like, not 12 minute mark, you're going too slow. Match game just gets turned on. Oh, shoot. You know, we're taking away your burn or something. They might not be able to do that, but still. Uh, Chief PogChamp, do you put it past Bungie to bring back year one trials weapons, but with random rolls? I feel like this would be not be taken too well. I don't think they're going to do that because that was Trials of the Nine and Trials of Osiris is coming back. I think everything's going to be very yellow and black. It's going to not feel like Trials of the Nine. Uh, Stare in the Sun. What do you think a Grandmaster raid would look like? Contest modifier with non-powerful drops would be a great place to start. Uh, Ornaments for the armor and the guns would be another great place to start. Hey, come run the Grandmaster version of Garden of Salvation. Contest modifier's on. You can run it as many times as you want for non-powerful drops. And there's low drop rate chances for uh, ornaments for the armor and ornaments for the guns. Ship it. People would play it. I would play it why wouldn't you Drebin with 13 months thank you Remorse91 says what if instead of contest modifier that disables uh, they put a modifier that disables your artifact the level for grandmaster is like a thousand or something this would give people a reason to hit 980 and potentially 990 look I don't dislike your idea because it would suddenly make pinnacle grinding better okay the reason I don't want your idea, your idea in principle is fine. The reason I don't want your idea is because the pinnacle grind sucks and it feels like an afterthought. So I don't want this because I would feel like okay, the only way for me to get ready for grandmaster is to go run a a a, a, a pinnacle grind that sucks, just sucks, cheeks, man, it's awful. So they already have the solution. Like contest modifier disables your artifact. It treats you as a certain level. Now, maybe that would mean they could do it in a way where gear score does matter or something. Uh, two months from tech Esports. is sorry for the sub during the talk it's usually when I watch no it's fine I have the alert turned off I still thank you guys for your resubs it's a really long Q&A session the people listen to audio in other locations they understand that this is a live environment and that's don't 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 apologize for subbing to the channel ever um, so uh, yeah I again I think in principle your idea is fine but you know the artifact, I'm sorry, the pinnacle grind sucks. The bounty grind sucks worse? Yeah, but contest modifier doesn't require you to do a bounty grind. You know? Jinja 300. The idea of Grandmaster Nightfalls is great on paper, but Bungie have always struggled with the rewards at the higher level content. You are 100% correct in saying that. Do you think that something like Guarantee Exotic drop each completion or a high uh, or high may gain per completion? Um this is something I really wish I would have included in the talk, it's a well made point they have really really just sucked wind when it has come to aspirational content rewards all of the raids in Destiny 2 the loot, the loot pools are unimpressive there's like one or two items per raid that matter, everything else is either subpar okay or junk and we've had this problem since King's Fall to be fair I mean it, I don't know I didn't. so the the problem is there my hope would be that this would be a step in that direction. That you know, a raid could drop, guns are good, not great, and then Grandmaster drops, and now the guns have cooler version. There's Grandmaster versions of the gun. There's there's Grandmaster ornaments for the guns and the armor. And then there's more of a sense of pride and like, oh, I've got to get this. Uh, I... I hesitate to put a lot of hope. I hesitate to put a lot of hope in this. Wrath of the Machine. Wrath of the Machine was close. The, a lot of the guns were still not that amazing. I've always see, I've always used Wrath as the example of you don't have to give us a best in class weapon for it to be memorable. Genesis Chain is memorable. It was not a best in class weapon. It was an auto rifle for crying out loud. But it was unique. It had synergistic per- perks. It had um, Focus Firefly. Okay, so. The that that right there, I call it the Genesis Chain Effect. If Bungie can recapture the Genesis Chain Effect with Grandmaster rewards, Grandmaster Raid rewards, where let, let's just use an example the Gospel, that hand cannon from Garden of Salvation, if there was a Grandmaster version of that that brought back that Genesis Chain Effect, it's not the best hand cannon in the game, but Dad Gummit, it's got this really cool perk combination on it, you can't get anywhere else whew, You got to get this thing. You don't need it. It's not best in class. It's not better than every other hand can in the game. But it would be. It would have the Genesis chain effect. Um, I love all your passion. I understand your point of view. Just be your point of view. Just be aware. Most of the people you can think of won't feel this pressure. They'll complete in a certain rate, regardless of the rate, uh, if the, that rate is possible. Well, sh- well, franchise. I mean, they definitely said though in this in this blog post this is going to challenge even the most proficient guardians are they building it for chevy and glad probably not but maybe go a step down from them you know i'm pretty proficient i'm pretty good player i can figure out you know we ran those nightmare hunts we found out how to get those time trials we got pretty good we got you know we got pretty 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 solid runs there i'm I, I, i don't toot my own horn and 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 peacock and ego about pve for crying out loud but i'm a pretty good player i i built my entire channel on helping people in raids like for crying out loud so like i i they probably have players like me more in mind like somebody who has lots of gear lots of loot understands the systems and can maximize the build and be a pretty good player i don't think they're building the content i don't think they're building grandmaster nightfalls for chevy and glad um that just that, there I don't think there's I don't think there's like a, a potential for the content to be built for them. But I do think there are a lot of players that are not Chevy and Glad that are more in my lane that are lots of stuff. They know what a God rule is, they know how to min-max, they know how to build out a, 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 you know a loadout, and they're good at the game, but they're just sort of like, well, nothing's really that hard. A lot of people in this chat, I would say, are that way. People like Pugs and Light Leap and Vreek and Silent and, uh, you know, people that were running with me, T-Funk, you know, people, people make, they think T-Funk's just a wild, crazy troll in chat. He's actually pretty good at the game. And when we were running nightmare hunts uh, for time trials or when we were doing different things, uh, when we were running challenges in garden, there are just people that are, they're just in that lane. They got a lot of loot. They know how to play. They don't make lots of mistakes. They know how to craft a pretty strong build. Um... You know, the other day we had we had Kim.com, the real Kim.com and Flame showing us their, their builds, their, their how many stats they had squeezed out of the game with their loadouts. And it was like, wow. You know? They're not glad and Chevy. They're not two man and stuff. They're not blindfold and drum, you know, drum crow to beat and stuff. But like, they're really, really proficient at the game and they know what they're doing. And I think Grandmaster Nightfalls are probably targeted at them. Think like think top 20% instead of top 1% I think sometimes we think oh man dude hardcore players and you think of glad I love glad right in 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 a lot of ways no but but like (laughs) that's not glad's not even a hardcore player he's like above that these guys are these guys are career hardcore players I don't even know what terminology would use for them top 1% I don't think can ever really be targeted by content however you can target the top 20% think about it like the people that complete raids do you think that the the, the, top 10% of the community that regularly completes raids do you think they play at redeems level no no like redeem is in another category they're not you know what I mean they're not the top 10% of raiders they're the top 1% So when Bungie says, hey, let's make Grandmaster Nightfalls, I highly doubt they have on a dry race board like Glad and Chevy's names. They're probably saying, let's look at this spectrum of player right here that consistently completes raids and 98 Nightfalls. Let's look at these players here, and this is who we're targeting. This is kind of where they live. Uh, This is where they spend a lot of their time. Let's, Let's satisfy them. If you target Chevy and Glad, the content would just be absurd. It would be absurd. And both of them you go back and watch the the, the, the quarters of time Rageous Roundtable, both Chevy and Glad were just like, they can't make content for us, this is what we do, we spend a disproportionate amount of time breaking the game, breaking down everything, trying out builds, trying out different strats, you know, the average person's not going to spend 9 hours a day trying to figure out how to low man something, so, and you go back in the day, Glad and Chevy are just the common names we use now, it used to be Giggs and Slayer Rage right? It used to be Tifu. You guys might, you might not even know this. You might not even know this. Tifu used to be one of the dudes in Redeem and he would break content and break encounters and try and, and try and come up with all kinds of crazy stuff. Slayer Rage was, was, was one of the, one of the OG homies doing Titan skating and speed running and low manning stuff, trying to solo stuff. Esoteric's been around for a really, really long time. We use we use Glad and Chevy because they're you know they're top of mind they're 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 one of the more relevant streamers right now that do that sorts of thing so th- targeting the one percent is not I don't think ever really going to be the case so whenever somebody looks at something like Grandmaster Nightfall I think the mistake right the mistake they'll make is a month in they're gonna be like well Glad and Chevy blah, 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 and it's like no, no no hang on a minute now, hang on a minute they are not the invalidation of the challenge right <laughs> they're not the invalidation of the challenge watch somebody like me run it watch somebody like me and community members here run it and then you'll probably have a better idea of what the top 10% look like when they play it uh, maybe i'm too humble i might not even be i might be close to the top 1% myself i mean if i apply myself and pay attention I'm not ever going to be in Redeem and speedrun stuff, but like I might not even be that normative. I don't know. I have the freedom of playing long periods of time. I can just pick and choose from players in chat that are very well-versed and re- and, and, and well-kitted. So I might not even be the best example either. So I would, I would say that's never an invalidation of challenge. So yeah, I'm just adept. <laughs> I'm not exotic. I'm adept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one guy in town. Hey, I know you. You're that one guy in town. As someone that does raids a lot, uh, mostly Scourge, should Bungie fix some of the crazy exploits in the raid? I don't think there's a lot of impetus to go back and revisit a lot of those raids. Sorry. I I know some people think, like, man, why not go back and fix these things? No, no, no. Now, I will say, maybe before, if they do like an Age of Triumph in Destiny 2, maybe. Um... So I wouldn't consider myself anywhere near the top of the hardcore stack, but I know I have a good bit of gear and game skills, right? It's so hard. I, I really do think we get we get very jaded. Even a streamer like myself that's not breaking world records of speedruns, I'm probably really, really not representative of even the top 10%. I really am not. I have so much at my disposal. I've played so many hours. I've run so many raids. Um, I, I would probably... I think, like, Glad and Chevy are 1% of the 1%. I'm probably in the 1%, though. As far as, like, raid proficiency, raid familiarity, the ability to run challenging content, and how many hours I put in, I would, I probably do fall in the top 1%. And then guys in Redeemer, like, they're a minority within that minority. You take the 1%, and then they're, like, 1% of that 1%. Dan Papa... I started looking at a potential builds using two seasons of mods and I'm seeing what potentially will be OP builds. How do you think this problem should be taken care of going forward? I don't think it's a problem. I don't. Think about it. They're naturally going to nerf you and they won't ever have to say anything about it. There won't be any patch notes. There won't be any 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 riots in the street. And you're like, dude, this build in Season of the Worthy is crazy. And then next season maybe something pushes you a little bit further, right? Now, your comeback might be like, yeah, but Belono, I can just keep running my Season of Dawn armor, Season of Worthy armor. I can combine Charge with Light with these new things that they're coming out with, right? And I, I can create these insanely strong builds. I never have to let go of these armor, th- 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 this armor and these builds. Okay, that's a well-made comeback that I made for you. Maybe Bungie will have to start looking at some of the builds and toning some of them down. Like, eh, some of this Charge with Light stuff, eh, it's a little crazy, and if you combine it with stuff from the past, or we don't know what's going to happen next season either. The way I phrased it, it in the talk the other day about this, I said the best goal would be let's just call them Season of the Worthy Mods. Season of the Worthy Mods that land, you would want them to push you to using four and five of them, three or four of them, to get the most out of them. So they're softly kind of saying yeah you're gonna have to turn that charge with light stuff off and to be fair charge with light at its best you have to run at least two of them you need one mod that gets you charged with light and then the other mod that gives you the benefit right so if season of the worthy seasonal mods land and you're like ooh, this one's nice but it really isn't nice until you pair it with this and then the both of them really really need to be paired with this now all of a sudden there's like this really soft push to be like yeah you really can't combine these your your season of the worthy mods aren't that great until you have three, you know three or four of them equipped, and that naturally shoves charge with light off the table. Does that make sense? Like you're you're gonna be like, oh, I'll just keep using this. That's fine. But if the new hotness is 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 good enough, or motivates you enough, or is it, or is strong enough incentive, or is maybe it, maybe again it links up with some of the changes that they're making and some of the new content then they don't have to nerf Charge with Light. They don't have to nerf the old, the old seasonal slots because you're just going to naturally say, well, I don't know, these Season of the Worthy mods are pretty hot and they don't get really hot until you run four of them. I think that would be the way to softly say, ah, the new mods are worth running and they, maybe their benefits stack or, or do something when you run multiples. You know, kind of like a set bonus. Uh, none of the Charge with Light mods are good enough to replace ammo perks. I don't know, man. Some people have. There's some videos, man. There's a whole thing where. Uh, who was it? Was it Aror? Did a whole interview saying that people are sleeping on Charge with Light? I don't know. I wouldn't sleep on anything that Error says. I don't think he just shoots off the cuff. He usually does a lot of research before he makes statements like that. I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> there are some crazy Charge with Light builds that are out there. Um, and again, we don't even know what Season of the Worthy builds are going to look like, they could get even crazier oreo migs did they mention will there be any new mechanics they didn't say we don't know anything other than that it's been announced if grandmaster uh from lore master eve if grandmaster is a thing you just do for the challenge or you think the reward i think the reward needs to be there um we said that grandmaster loot it could be like a death loot but if we called grandmaster loot could be a good you know place for them uh to start lore master with another question Sorry if it's off topic, but is there a podcast you did on the Osiris Rasputin cutscene? Yeah, it's on my YouTube. You can go to my YouTube channel and search brand new cutscene. It's like one of my most recent videos. Rava NJS just got here. Not sure if you've mentioned it, but what do you think of the sniper changes for PvE? I don't want to debate this again. I think people are reacting too early is an needed nerf the legendary change is literally just a reversion to how snipers were pre shadow keep and we don't know what they're going to do to maybe get those back to strength there could be new mods coming in in season of the worthy charges lights not going away so neither with those mods uh, there could be a variety of things that make snipers decent also they seem to indicate that Grandmaster Nightfall and some of their testing with harder content snipers were being too preferred and they want to curb that down again to you know, give you this sense of I can't just sit back and use snipers the whole time softly motivating some more diversity Oreo Migs did Bungie inform us on the type of loot we'll be getting no they did not Go uh, Golden25, sorry for the long question with the return of Trials and the new Grandmaster Nightfall, do you think Destiny could benefit from a new tier of loot between Legends and Exotics? Like Exotics with the yeah, you're touching on something we've already touched on, we touched on the Adept thing for Trials because that was something in D1 and we already touched on this today by saying Grandmaster loot could be something they could do every season they don't have to update the Nightfalls, they don't have to change the fights or the bosses or the loot pools they could literally just add new grandmaster loot shift into gear why did Prestige Mode Leviathan end up feeling so lackluster and in general frustrating? If they released a Grandmaster Leviathan, how do you avoid those mistakes? Double primary, I think, was the main reason it was it, it felt that way. Going back into Leviathan once we could use a shotgun and a rocket launcher and a, you know what I'm saying, once they changed the the double primary system, it was not nearly as frustrating. Ammo economy was also horrendous back then. You could literally fail an encounter if Majors didn't drop, you know, purple like they were supposed to. Spectre 17, what do you think next season seal will be? I have no idea. Yeah, probably worthy. Um, Lord of Time. Should each season end with a prologue mission leading to the next season? Coney Island in Division 2 is a prologue to Warlords and it works perfectly. I love the idea. They might be doing that with the thing we're going to unlock with, uh empyrean restoration melodic gamer could it be possible that one of the possible rewards is armor with high stat rolls or could it be guaranteed materials for master working armor i've already addressed this that doesn't make sense to me the the system is you go all the way up through all the nightfall difficulties to get a bunch of armor to get it all invested to go get more armor that would then replace what you've already been working on or more currency It really needs to be something other than that. I really... I'm gonna... I'm gonna stick to my guns on that. I am. Now, the only defense you're gonna hear from me if they decide to make Grandmaster Nightfalls basically just drop high stat roll curated armor or more currency or a guaranteed descendant chart. okay? I'm gonna criticize that. I'm committed to criticizing that. I don't think that's good enough. But I'm also gonna say... This could be just them experimenting with aspirational content and they weren't ready to roll out good enough loot yet. This could help in the future with Grandmaster Raids uh, and be, you know, a static benefit every season. I'll try to be nuanced, but I'm also gonna be like, Bungie, what's the point of this? Like, there already is a system of armor grind and armor currency grind in place. You don't need to add another level. Man, I'm so glad I got all this currency and all this armor leveled up so I could go grind for more currency and another piece of armor like that doesn't seem like a good crescendo to the nightfall structure that doesn't seem good enough that's it it doesn't even seem necessary assassin nerd what do you think of grandmaster nightfall will have his rewards to be worth it we've already addressed the reward conversation multiple times today uh, by doing like a grandmaster level loot like a depth loot princess ray neshia sorry if I messed that up Renesia, Princess Renesia. I hope I got that right sorry if this was discussed in the talk but could you, these new nightfalls be a source of the in-game cosmetics people have been asking for once you have a min-maxed way they'll likely be looking for more as a reward in-game cosmetics I don't know um, if that's uh, I don't know if that's good enough Cosmetics are nice, but cosmetics are also binary. You either get it or you don't. So if they put, um, if they put you know cosmetics in the game and they're like, hey, here you can go get this thing, and you're like, sweet, I'm gonna go run Grand Masters. And you're like, awesome, awesome. And then you get it, and then you're like, well, I'm 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 done. Now, as what's being said in chat, that could work per season, sure couple of cool ornaments per season. But man, I don't know if that's good enough. That could be part of this. They could do... um, They could do... The... You know, hey, here's a couple guns. Here's a couple ornaments or something. I just... Man, I'm so nervous about going in a direction where we go back to binary static drops because that's what static rolls were right you got it then you were done with the content as soon as I got the as soon as I got the Ike shotgun I was like eh you know I don't really care now and then similar things with the cosmetic you know somebody brought up the emote from Spire yeah that's great that's awesome but if I'm gonna run a Grandmaster Nightfall all season and I get that and I'm like well I'm done I don't know if that's the best that's the best approach uh <laughs> i love the i love the picture kathy um here comes team teal why did it add a space here comes team teal team Teal's going to start representing on twitter as their hoodies roll in i love to see it uh, my wife's i think will be here tomorrow I don't dislike cosmetics as rewards. I would be nervous about it being something that immediately loses its appeal because you get it and you're like, "Yep, yeah, done." That's the only danger. It would need to be more than just that. I think it could be good to have this in here, but it would need to be in addition to actual loot drops. Uh, Setsu Bun, what would you think would be better for a reward? A guaranteed golf ball piece of armor. We've already talked about the reward, so you kind of know my thoughts on that one. Netscape 4.0. What type of modifiers would you like to see in Grandmaster Nightfalls? Personally, I'd like to see modifiers from Prestige, Eater of Worlds, Spire of Stars. Curated loadouts are horrible. I'll argue against them, as I already did earlier. I think they're bad. It doesn't make sense for people to work on their loadouts and their armor and all their stats, only to be told they have to run other guns. I don't think that's a good look. As far as modifiers... I'm just going to continue to say negative modifiers need toned down a little bit and modifiers that help us need added. I don't want to run content where there's literally nothing exciting or spicy. It's just a bunch of pain. I do think there'd be a, a, I think there's a better medium going forward. Xbox tough guy. I heard Izzy won't get a 20% nerve because it's exotic. Do you know if that's accurate? No idea. Uh, Serial Kira. I don't think it's going to affect Izzy cuz did Izzy get the buff in Shadowkeep? I don't think it did. They're not nerfing, they're taking away the buff in Shadowkeep. Did Izzy get buffed in Shadowkeep? I thought Izzy was was basically the same. It was just people people pivoted to it because of auto-loading nerfs. I can't I don't think it got the buff in Shadowkeep. Therefore, won't have it taken away. Izzy wasn't nerfed. Catalyst buff they buffed snipers in Shadowkeep. I don't know if they buffed Whisper and Izzy. I feel like they just buffed legendaries and they're just taking that away. So some of the response from the community might be a little bit overstated because maybe we've had a little bit of a lack of clarity from Bungie about what this is going to look like. With the nerf to Izanagi could Darcy get more use? It's possible, so can Whisper. Enlo Eagle. I heard you say the issue with procedure Levy wasn't necessarily the content, but the double primary. Is there a chance? That was also the case with curated loadouts. I agree they probably don't have a place in high level content, but they do have a place in unique challenge. Dang it, Enlo Eagle. Are you gonna make me reconsider my position? Okay, hang on a second. Let me go and look right now. Okay, we're going to look at Spire, and then we're going to look at Prestige. And it says, I have to run an SMG anything grenade launcher. I, yeah, it depends, Mm, depends, it really depends, SMG anything grenade launcher. Well, that doesn't sound that bad, right? Like, oh, it's not too bad. You, listen, okay, I'm going to admit that maybe I'm being too hard on curated loadouts and there could be some room for it to not be as frustrating. You've made a good point that maybe curated loadouts were more painful in double primary. They might not be as painful. I'm still going to go back to... I'm still going to go back to the idea of me gearing up to go into endgame content and having my loadout that I've been working on kind of frustrated. So... Bungie would need to do this in a way where they would say, Here are the four curated loadouts for next season. Get ready and prepare, Guardian. So you know, Grandmaster is going to have four curated loadouts that rotate week to week. So you can prepare for that and know, all right, I've got a loadout for the week that is SMG Shotgun Sword. That's the rough and tumble loadout, right? I got to get a loadout for SMG Shotgun Sword. I know that's coming. Also, I'm going to get a loadout for Pulse um, pulse Fusion Linear Fusion, right? So if they tell you ahead of, the, ahead of time, I could get behind it. The danger would be people would spend all this time gearing up, getting armor, getting all this stuff, getting god rolls that they like, and then being like, what do I have to run this week? I don't want to do that. I don't want to run those weapons. If you let people know in advance, at least they could say there's four every season, they rotate, I could avoid, maybe there's one out of the four that you would just absolutely hate. No big deal, you can avoid that week. But at the very least, you could like... Prepare for it. You, does that make sense? I think that was the biggest struggle with Spire and Eater. like Week to week, you're like, oh my gosh, what the frick is this? And you don't have any good guns or a good loadout for it. You're like, get the frick out of here. I don't want to do that. And you wouldn't play that week. What about uh, the option to run that loadout for extra rewards? You're touching on it, J. Cal. If you incentivize it like, hey, this week these weapons are stronger. You don't have to run it. You don't want to. That's close to what I've been pushing for is incentivize the use. Don't force the use. LLB Rude. Do you think that they're going to make another resource, maybe buffing something like Mobility Recovery Discipline also? Do you think this is going to happen for the rest of the Nightfall seasons? Like, what's going to happen in Season 11 and 12, making Master Grandmaster? I think this is going to be the end. I I said this in the talk. This is going to be the final difficulty for Nightfalls, because it sounds like they're modifying Master. It's Grandmaster. It'll be a contest version of Master is kind of that's that's what I think they're doing. Um I think they're saying, hey, let's let's give you know another spectrum here, let's give another way for people to feel like they've got something aspirational to go up into and 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 it'll be the end of it. So every season is just kind of there. That's why I think they're gonna use Contest Modifier. A version of Contest Modifier, right? A bit of support. Could Grandmaster Nightfall potentially enhance the exotic drop grind to be more efficient than other difficulties? That comes into a line with how uh, other difficulty increases work with other rewards. Uh, Targeted exotic drops been entertained this morning. That could be a possibility. Morgan's Baby Daddy. Do you think with the focus of Grandmaster Nightfalls, we will see the newer Nightfalls get their own unique drops and emblems? That's possible. Um, Every season, they could drop a couple in there only problem is if you overshoot on some nightfalls then the other nightfalls rotate and nobody gives a frick. Uh, you need to be careful with that. That'd be the only thing I'd be worried about Lang Solo. Would rewards tied to modifiers work? For example, sidearm modifier and the drop is a grandmaster sidearm. Okay Okay, I like it I don't dislike it. I could see that making sense You, If you like sidearms and have god roll sidearms and you have a build for sidearms, you'd be motivated by that I don't know how many guns you can do in Grandmaster before upsetting the people that can't really go in there, you gotta be careful with that um, Bungie seems very hesitant to put loot inside of content that you can't get anywhere else, the Bluejack off topic but do you think they could push the Dreadnought and Savathun to next September to finish off Destiny 2 and this September could revisit Venus yeah, I mean you're adjusting one of my predictions that we're gonna end up back on the Dreadnought, have Savathun and then that, that, that'd be the end Here's why I think we're still getting Dreadnought and Savathun this September. I think September of 2021 will be like the Rise of Iron era where they give a very, very small not, not super huge thing that puts Destiny into a landing pattern. Rise of Iron and Age of Triumph was clearly a landing pattern. And then like Taken King was, was a bigger injection. So I think we would get Dreadnought and Sabathun this September have one more really, really good full year for them to make more tweaks and try out some of these systems they're talking about that also gives them a year to figure out the idea of uh, if they do updates to the weapon if they do like a weapon 2.0 system um, they could they could figure some of that out as well, and then September of 2021, that's next year September of 2021 they could say, you know what um, this is going to be sort of the, the landing of the plane and it would be a smaller DLC Maybe like what you're talking about, maybe Return to Venus or something. Because Rise of Iron was pretty small. The Plague Lands and, and Archon's Forge were all pretty small. Rather, the Machine was the crown jewel of Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron was not. <laughs> if you really looked at the Plague Lands and Archon's Forge, it wasn't that impressive of a DLC. Rather, the Machine is one of the reasons, especially in these circles, we think that Rise of Iron was amazing because Wrath was such a fun raid. The best raid in D1, Funk the Buddha. How does Bungie guard against game-breaking roles that limit our need to optimize our armor loadouts for Grandmaster Nightfalls, while still introducing perks and weapons that incentivize the grind? I'll tell you how they do it. They introduce perks that synergize with armor. That's what they do. You have to start to feel like getting a gun with a good roll is not the end of the journey. It's the beginning of it. That we 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 have to get to that place. I think the D1 way of thinking needs to go away. Gotta, got roll. I'm done. Just run this. And you don't even look at your armor. What about, well, I gotta roll, and it's got this new perk called, you know, Elemental Veracity. And if I run this new seasonal mod over here, and then I run this other thing, it actually makes this weapon stronger because it adds this utility to it. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think creating synergies between the perks on the guns and the armor, that's the way forward. And the reason that's the way forward is because they could constantly upset that every season. You're like, well, um, I want the new armor. I want the new stuff. I want the new seasonal mods and the new seasonal mods are going to be pairing with different perks. And so they're upsetting the established order. You're not just running rampage outlaw all the time. A bit of support, People seem to be misremembering how snipers were pre-Shadowkeep. Back then, we had auto-reloading, and thus grenade launchers were king. They indirectly buffed snipers by removing this, since the benefited high-burst weapons a ton more, and then on top of that, they gave them a damage buff. The legendary nerf is perfectly warranted. Um, This isn't a question. Try not to do that, please good point though, Tom Rowe what if they did something with the mods where you could upgrade them to unlock another perk with the mod and in order to do so you have to play different playlists, different nightfalls Th- this is this is fine, I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying we could take mods further that would require you to go into art or content, this kind of touches down on what I said a little bit ago, like have perks on guns that synergize with, with your armor, they could do the same thing with mods, they can introduce an entirely new mod slot on guns and it could be called your, I don't know your, um, your weapon synergy slot. We'll just call it that to make it simple and easy to understand. You know your weapons, your your armor synergy slot on your hand cannon. You slot this in here, and it gives you a bunch of benefits if you are running the the corresponding stuff on your armor. There, there, there could definitely be something there. Again, the idea being like you know. I, I can't just go for a god roll anymore. I gotta I gotta get down into the build here and really take this weapon up a notch. You can't take weapons up a notch if they're if they're god tier out of the box with their raw damage. My example would be I don't need box breathing on my sniper. It's so strong, and I can make it even stronger with relay defender. I was like, I don't even need box breathing in the in the instance where I was using it. That's a, that's a, that's a small example of what I'm getting at. Box breathing becomes important, and firing line becomes important if you if you if you don't uh, if you don't have to. It's like, well, the weapon's so strong out of the box, I don't have to consider any of this stuff. Suddenly, perks like that and synergy with your armor becomes important when the the actual you know the actual uh, gun itself is not so insane out of the box. Um. why am I being mentioned in chat about Lono speaks about artificial difficulty often things like spidey sense enemies and BS modifiers yeah I, I talk about um, I talk about artificial difficulty a lot um, and how we don't want to just lean back on delta or negative modifiers I think delta is a good a good, uh, a good starting place Uh, Nintemek. do you think Grandmaster Nightfalls will have a new type of barrier or unstoppable enemy? No idea. It would be cool if there was another layer of pain for us to engage with from a loadout perspective, rather than just another version of pain that's like, they're going to throw more grenades at you. <laughs> uh, is that cool? Or, or they're going to drop stuff on the ground that explodes and booms in your face face. Like, I don't know. Like oh, there's a new thing. If you use this thing, you can kind of meet that on the ground. Like, I like the idea of champions for that reason. Oh, new pain point? I can meet that pain point with my loadout? Cool, let me try some things. What am I supposed to do about enemies that throw more grenades at me? What am I supposed to do about that? Like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I I better run away or hide a lot. Uh, Ice morn. Do you think positive modifiers on harder content would make people use different weapons more often, and would fix meta problems, and maybe new weapon type modifiers like 50% damage on bows? you dude, you are, you are picking up what I am putting down. Positive modifiers, modifiers to incentive loadout changes are far better than just stacking seven negative modifiers that make me want to like pull my hair out. I really, really think, um, I, I, really, really think that there is, uh, there's so much more they could do there. I know why Lono designed the hoodie. The vertical lines are slimming. Shut. Shut up. That's not true. Z Dog eighty-eight with Grandmaster Nightfall difficulty. Uh, will it make the grind for pinnacle power gear more worthwhile? I've no. I have no idea. Melodic Gamer. Do you think it is possible for Bungie to treat seasonal content like old raids in design? Because the harder version first, and then scale back to normal... Oh, I'm sorry. Create the harder version first, then scale back to normal. Keep the modifiers for normal, but only add Extinguished and Legend and Heroic. I would love to see that philosophy returned, because when we went from normal to Hard Kings while we went from normal to Hard Wrath, there was something more sensible and exciting about that that also makes the grinds like oh I need to get all these awesome things and all these benefits and all these great perks because I'm going up to the next thing soon you know oh you dude a month in I got this thing launching I gotta get ready for it vocal would you welcome additional mechanics at the last boss arms dealer with the airstrike special savathun song for the thorn Um, here's I don't. I don't dislike this as an idea. Here's my concern about it. I don't want Bungie spending a lot of bandwidth on minor changes to pre-existing boss fights, because that's outdated content. Um, that that's that could be bandwidth that could be used elsewhere, if if they can achieve what you're asking for with modifiers, maybe more champions you know, different modifiers that make our weapons and things feel, you know, feel differently and we we have to try different things for good solutions and maximizing DPS. I don't need, then, Arms Dealer or Savathun or all these bosses to be retooled. The, I'm always looking at it and saying, do we really want Bungie going back into two-year-old strikes and retooling a boss fight? Do they need to do that? Can they just make it to where... Luke Smith talked about this in his director's cut, when they'd have people play Halo, they loved setting it at a specific difficulty, because at that that difficulty, the enemies could complete their attack patterns and their animations, and it felt more like you were actually engaging in combat, and it was more satisfying when you killed them, instead of, you kill everything so fast, you never see their attack patterns, you never see their animations, everything's just kind of cannon fodder, because it's too easy. I do think some of the boss fights could afford to at least go one phase you know, the, 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 a good example is the arms dealer he goes up and he gets on the tower You know, and a lot of the times we don't even do that, we get into the room and we just absolutely destroy him, now I don't know how that plays out on a 980 nightfall, I, I've, not, I've not done a lot of 980s, I've never done I don't think I've ever done a 980 um, uh, arms dealer when we did the 980 with Clintus and we were in Garden World we flubbed the boss And still almost baked him. And we should have we fundamentally if we would have played it a little bit um a little slower, we would we would have nuked him just fine. And that was the one time I ran one. I was like, oh we messed up, shoot, and we almost wiped and we still did okay. People in chat are saying you can still one phase in 980, still nuke him. Yeah, so it's like I'd be okay with them saying, no, 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 no. We need to have one at least one phase of the fight happen. He should be able to at least go up and gun his little tower. I don't know if they want to do that through arbitrary health gates, like he just stops taking damage, I don't think that's the right call either, Um, and maybe I'm disagreeing with myself here, maybe they do need to retool some of the fights. Maybe he shouldn't come up and look at you and be like, Hey, how you guys doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're sniping me in the face? That's that's unfortunate. Well, this isn't really gonna... I'm dead. Like, like, you don't even have to... You you take so much of his health! Because he just... He comes to the edge and, like, looks at you. And you're like, this is great. And you just start unloading on him. Um, (laughs) Maybe they do need to retool some of them. And maybe they need to do something to ensure that we at least go one phase. But I'm always nervous about that. Because... That creates that sense of immunity phase, arbitrary health gate, turning the boss into a sponge. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. There's, I think there's a happy medium. We don't want every boss to just get absolutely destroyed right there on the platform, but we also don't want bosses to turn into Oryx. You know, gotta do this, done, gotta do this, done, gotta do this, done. And you're like, yay, three phases of damage and now they're dead. Ha 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 like there should be a sense of finesse and beating the boss faster but maybe there could be something in boss fights where they're damage resistant until you satisfy something in the room maybe there's something with a the champion that boom not 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 a bad suggestion lono good job there's a new champion in the room called you know the i don't even know what you call it the 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 the, 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 the protector <laughs> that's so generic and dumb the protector is in the room and he puts a damage debuff or something or a resistance on the boss or a shield and you're like we gotta take care of him first and then we can and then we can go take care of the boss that would get rid of instamoss boss melts that would get rid of the need to be like oh we gotta take their health up and make them a big sponge that would get rid of the need to do um, giant immunity phases uh, yeah like a scion commander kind of like what they do um if there's an overload champion in the room, you could say, oh, he's overloading the boss's health and the boss is super damage resistant right now. Don't waste your heavy. Don't do that. We got to go kill this guy. That creates, uh, you know, a good pain point in the room. Yo, Cat with 27 months. An offhand pillow with 28 months. Thank you, Cat. I, s- I retweeted your picture. Hoodie's looking good. Uh, Godzilla. Would you prefer Bungie spend time and resources to improve old irrelevant exotics or bring in new ones? What do you think would improve game experience more? Perhaps adding champion mods to exotics uh, and underused exotics? Yeah, I, I actually think it's well worth them going back to some of the underutilized exotics. Yes, it could be a good thing of like, oh, I don't have that yet. Or, oh, I haven't used that in a really long time. And that feels like a new exotic when they do something like that. jinja three hundred. Do you think additional Grandmaster Nightfalls is Bungie's way of giving the ten percent some aspirational content? Since it seems very likely we're gonna u- we're gonna see a raid. We're not gonna see a raid in seasonal content. Yeah, this this doesn't really feel like a question. This feels like a. Captain, obvious observation, Ginger. <laughs> yes, this is clearly them trying to give something to the top ten percent as a way to give them something to do next season. And again, is it related to not getting a raid? Maybe it's more related to the fact that I just aspirational content is a vacancy right now. There's nothing truly challenging. This would be a way to do that. Parasito, assuming Bungie pro- uh, projects player population for new activities what do you think a good player volume would be for Grandmaster considering how many people don't raid? 50% of the players, 10%, 1% ah, 20% sounds good to me, I think 20% sounds pretty solid, it doesn't need to feel like a raid where, you know 10 out of 100 people do it, I would say 20% engagement would be solid um, Raids raids can have a little bit less because it's a larger fire team. It's a six-man fire team. That naturally limits how often people can do it. Three-man fire team is a little bit easier to put together. And so I would think about a 20%. About a 20%. You'd have to look and see how many people have been running the Master night, night uh, Nightfalls. And I think Bungie knows that number. And so they naturally know oh, most of those people are probably going to roll up. You know, They're going to roll up to the Grandmaster. Uh, Chapster with the next question. Sorry if this has already been said, but do you think the rewards for the Grandmaster Nightfall will be a once-a-week thing like it was in D1? Ooh. I really hope not, but man, they probably would do that, wouldn't they? Ugh. I did not like that. I loved when the Big Show put them on blast about that. Running his weekly Nightfall and just getting coins. <laughs> and his buddy would get an exotic. I loved when he put them on blast about that. Shoot. That would be a really good way to elongate a small pool of rewards. If they do, like, a Grandmaster pool and it's really small. Oh, man. Yeah, they might do that. I don't like stuff like that, though. I don't like it. R. Brunoy. Or, it's probably just Bruno. Will it force you to use Vorpa Weapon Snipers? Pfft, I don't know, man. Maybe. Uh, Ulysses sees you. If they want to increase difficulty, why not just implement the Five of Swords in a Nightfall ordeal with scaled loot based on handicap, for example? Uh, because I think they're creating something new. I think they're creating something new and that something new is in line with adept hero legend master instead of bringing back something else that doesn't really fit into the game anymore. Godzilla. Could you see catalysts on exotic armor ever being implemented? I asked before a way to bring back irrelevant old underused exotics. I think this would be another way to go about it. I don't disagree with you, but there is so many exotic pieces. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I, I would be concerned. Um I would be concerned that they'd have to create so many catalysts. Now your comeback would probably be they could target exotics no one's using. Okay, mm, sure, that's not bad. I could see them saying, "Look at all these armor pieces nobody's using. Let's have a catalyst that comes into the game and motivates people uh, to use it." Okay, good comeback, Godzilla. <laughs> like so, mm, I don't know, man. There's just so many exotic pieces. I wonder if that's good enough, but it could be. If it's dropping in aspirational content and you really feel like wow, this exotic is really good now. You know? it, I, this, Whenever somebody puts an idea out like this, I'm like, okay my mind immediately says let me see what you got. Would be what I would say to Bungie. Okay! It's not bad. From a logistical standpoint, I could see how that could work. Let me see what you got. Or I'm not going to give a rip. Like, it's got to be worth it. And you would probably agree with that. Parasito could aspirational content be used as Vanguard community event down the line? For example, a regular strike is one point, a nightfall five to ten, grandmaster nightfall twenty, and a raid is forty. And we're we're like proving our worth. Like the end of the season could be us proving our worth. Um, Maybe, and that could kick off an age of triumph. We've proved our worth. Now let's prove our, I don't know, glory. Frick it. I, that. I don't. Yeah, I could see that, Paris. I could, I could see that. I, that might be better than how much fractaline can you use and get. It would be no. How many, how many strikes can you run? And then you would have your own point goal for a, for uh, the emblem or something. So you could get to the point goal faster by running a grandmaster, nightfall, etc. And then obviously it'd be like, we need to run more if we want to hit the if we want to hit the goal as a community. So, yeah, I can see them doing that. Moroi. Not sure if this was covered yet, but what if the loot from Grandmaster Nightfall was special mods? Maybe new ones for weapons? Would people be okay with that? Maybe. I really like the idea of having Grandmaster loot, so I'm kind of going to stick with that one. I don't dislike your idea, though. That could work. Uh, Toxic Mammoth. If they implemented Contest Modifier, would that allow content that has it roll forward so we don't out-level activities like old raids? Yep. Yeah. This is why I think they're doing this. I really do. I think I think Grandmaster Nightfall is going to be their first attempt to implement contest modifier in a more normative way and then they could use that on other content so it doesn't get easy just because you're high level. The Armistice says, What are your thoughts on the armor affinity change next season? Would you rather have that stat or stat re-rolling? No, affinity change is fine. I don't think people are seeing the affinity change in a zoomed out way, I think they're super zoomed in on it and I think they're missing the overarching value. The real reason it's so good is that going forward anytime a piece drops, you're gonna be like, check the stats, good stats, I can change the affinity to what I need it to be, it's not super costly. People are mega, mega zoomed in on the affinity change, and you got this guy with a a subreddit, a reddit thread that just went crazy, because he adds up what it would cost to change all of his armor, and I'm like, well with respect, you're the dingbat that took 5 pieces of armor up to level 10 and you didn't like the affinity. It ain't that dadgum hard to get armor with the right affinity and then you would have leveled that up and then you would keep that. who is sitting on five pieces per character all the way leveled up to level 10 and you're like well you know I did all this and I just hate all the affinities who is this freaking person that has that kind of time and currency and yet somehow couldn't get the right affinities it's just everybody's playing a shell game everybody's playing a shell game you're making up hypotheticals that aren't normative to criticize a change in a system that ultimately will probably benefit you in about a month or two Netscape 4.0 what super or ability changes can you predict for next season I don't have any predictions here on this I don't Uh, other than maybe bolstering some of the supers that don't get a lot of attention like I'm trying to think hammers hammers are pretty weak tickle fingers maybe I don't know the, the, some supers just don't seem like they're built for PVE, they seem like they're more built for PVP because they're just roaming. Parasito Is there a way for Bungie to design activities in a way that they don't have to go through and rebuild every activity for meta changes? Could they rebuild the ads or a mechanic so they could do a game-wide change in a way that doesn't break other activities than the intended one? Almost like a compartmentalized sandbox in a way. Man, Paris it sounds like you're talking about the artifact and maybe modifiers in a Grandmaster Nightfall that could change every season. You're a smart guy, Paris. I they, you, This sounds like a soft prediction about what they could be doing next season. Right? Think about it. Every season, they could be like, well, this season, the Grandmaster mods and, and modifiers are going to look like this. And there's mods on the artifact and there's seasonal mods rolling out. They're going to help you engage with this. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, new challenges, new new kind of troubleshooting, new loadouts, new, th- new abilities and things to try. And like you said, it's like, a, it's like a compartmentalized sandbox. If one season we're like, this sucks, Bungie, they could be like, okay, we won't do that next season. Or, this is really good, Bungie, they'd be like, okay, we could iterate on that. I think the artifact is a way of them doing that. They're using the artifact, l- let's just, let's call it what it is. I kinda feel like the artifact is Crucible Labs for PvE, right? It's like Crucible Labs for PvE. They're trying different things. The Oppressive Darkness and the Champion mods and what happens when we give people Enhanced Reload at a lower energy cost and what happens when we let people use Tenderizer and all this stuff and they take all their data and they're like, okay, let's try this next season. And they're just <laughs> gathering all this information. Here's how people responded to this and this and this and this and then they can use that going forward. And no one's like, oh, you nerfed us. It's like, nah, no, the artifact just resets every season. You know don't go inflating my ego I could just sense in your question like I kind of feel like that's potentially what they could do with Grandmaster Nightfalls and the artifact and seasonal and seasonal mods Patman what makes you so certain that we won't get a new raid how are we supposed to do and the whole pyramid story I believe raids will now be annual uh, because they've lost a lot of bandwidth and we barely got sizable raids when they had extra bandwidth so the raids that we got were pretty small and two out of the four you know mid-season mid-year raids were, weren't even built by Bungie and I believe that's going to lead to an annual raid pattern and then they'll be bigger and more sizable Parasito, could higher level Nightfalls have skill-based matchmaking why are you kidding around Paris? shut up, that's enough questions for today from you sir, not giving I'm not reading that. Uh, Do you think Bungie should pull a page from Stalker series when it comes to difficulty? In Stalker, as you turn the difficulty up, both you and the enemies become easier to kill in a realistic fashion. Bungie can implement this in both positive and negative modifiers. This This is the kind of thing where it sounds nice, but if you shove this into Destiny, it tends to not work, and I'll tell you why. One of the reasons I was so, like critical of really extreme deltas in destiny is because a lot of the enemies are not designed to output tons of damage and the example i'll give you is stand in front of a trash ad and they tend to spam bam 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 right they're shooting at a certain interval and they're damaging you at a certain interval and it's it's, it makes sense if that spam weapon suddenly is two or three tapping you, you can't move fast enough. You're like, I don't have any lateral agility here. I'm getting shredded because the lower level enemies are more of a spammy type, okay? Now, your pushback might be, yeah, but in this system, you die faster and so do they. Okay, so my concern there would be, is the reward for all my power, all my adjusting here and adjusting there, is you're turning the end game of Destiny into Call of Duty. I mean, I'm just, I'm shooting them fast, and they're shooting me fast, and we both die fast, that's kind of it. It just starts to feel like, you know, call, it just starts to feel like Call of Duty. Um, I think it just makes more sense to say, you're gearing up, to go into an environment where you're really combing over your decisions. Well, I invested in this, I got this god roll, I've got this mod, I have this synergy, and it gives me this power. This power doesn't make any sense unless I'm in a really, truly challenging environment. I'm kind of overpowered for the rest of the game, because I have all this stuff at my disposal. That to me makes way more sense than like, welcome to the end game, everything dies really fast, including you. And I'm like, wait, am I playing Call of Duty or am I playing Destiny? This is where you're taking an idea from another game and trying to shove it into Destiny. And I just don't think it works because that's why some of the more extreme deltas, I got so irritated. I'm like, this doesn't work. The lower tier enemies are so spammy that when you suddenly make them allow them to do way more damage, it creates this really really irritating feel of like I just have to hide I'm not doing anything to mitigate that I like when new pain points can be mitigated and met with a new thing that we get to do and champions I believe are a step in that direction that's why I think we need more of that and not I, I, I think Contest Modifier is good because Contest Modifier really makes you analyze your recovery and your resilience and your survivability, but Contest Modifier is not you getting two tapped by a trash ad. Alright, I'm going to make this the last question because that's plenty. That's like that's almost like a two, maybe not a two hour Q&A, but a pretty long one. Coldheart. Yes, 980 Nightfalls are easy now, but when I run them to get an exotic, pretty much every three runs. Will Grandmaster have to give me an exotic or gun or materials... Uh, to run it makes sense if not there's no point in running it we've already discussed this so I'm not going to revisit this for very long but it'll make a good end to the q and I think that the system we have now Adept uh, Adept Hero Legend and Master works within itself you use that system to level up all of your armor to get sort of min maxed And then Grandmaster can be, here's where you go when you're ready to really test your metal, and the reward is not more currency for armor or more armor. You kind of have done that. This should be something else. Really crazy exotic drop rate, intentional drop rate grind, or as we've said a couple times today, Grandmaster loot that's almost like adept. So every season, there's new Grandmaster loot, kind of how we had new Pinnacles and new Rituals. Grandmaster loot could get updated every season, couple of things, couple of drops. It gives you something to chase all season. I, I'm trying to get a god roll on this new Grandmaster, you know, SMG or shotgun or grenade launcher or whatever. And it's it's good and it's, it's adept, but it's not like, it's not a static or a one and done, you know? It's also not like, here's more currency for your armor that you've probably already invested in to even get here. So, that's plenty of questions. If you guys are new and you dig the channel in the format it's like an interactive radio show like an interactive podcast it is family friendly you can have me on at work with coworkers around or have me on with the kiddos around Uh, i keep it family friendly and safe for work for that reason if you're listening in all the other places you can always come in and watch live and if you're here right now clicking follow and turning on notifications is a free way to support me i'm going to do a little outro here for the people that listen elsewhere if you're here live right now don't go anywhere we got more to talk about more to discuss and more to do as always if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live. Uh, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe.